Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Great to be with you today. I'm glad that we're able to be together for this online experience. If you're new with us, welcome to Centerpoint Church. My name is John. I'm lead pastor here. And if you are regularly part of Centerpoint Church, I want to also welcome you to what we call Venue 2. We just decided that, hey, if we're going to do something in an empty room, let's do it in a slightly smaller empty room. So here we are. And I wanted to just simply say welcome, especially if you are brand new with us. We'd love to connect with you and say a proper hello. And so do us a favor, help us out. You can just send a text message. Uh, Send the words first step to 951-397-2254. We just would love to be in touch with you. And even though we're at a distance from one another, still find a way to come together and be in relationship with each other. So as a kid, I I grew up for the first five, six years of my life in Port Washington, New York. That's on Long Island, Long Island for some of you, right? And so as a kid growing up out there, I have just a few foggy memories because of being so young. Maybe the memories I have are more the result of what was told to me than what I remember myself. But I remember that we lived in this house on Long Island that was owned by a guy named Mr. Luby. And I remember my dad kind of gruffly saying from time to time, whenever it was the weekend and he had to do all that fix the house stuff, ah, old man Luby left a mess over here. Mr. Luby left that a wreck, you know, and there would be these things to, to fix. Anyway, one of the things was out in the garage, which was a freestanding garage, there was this broken window up in the eaves uh, underneath the, the gable of the roof. And my dad was paralyzed from the waist down. So he had a particular challenge to overcome when it came to fixing stuff and getting stuff done. But then I came along. So he had a built-in helper. And in this particular case, I remember, or or at least maybe I remember because someone told me, but remember my dad saying, we got to fix that window. Old man Luby left a broken window. John, I need your help. And he propped the ladder up. He set the ladder up. And then five or six-year-old me, he sent me up that ladder to investigate the little broken window pane in this old, you know, probably 70, 80-year-old house. And uh, he sent me up there with a little hammer and had me smash out all of the glass. And I'm looking down at my dad from that ladder, and he's saying, you can do it. Just keep hitting that glass. And so I'm hitting out all the glass, came down, and then he sent me back up the ladder with a pane of glass to put into the little opening. And th- then he, he sent me up with glazing. That's the, the stuff that you stick in to keep the window in, in the uh, pane, in, the, in its spot. And as a little five or six-year-old kid, I mean, that seemed impossible to me. How in the world was I going to go up on a ladder and fix a window? It was impossible. But... I had a dad who believed in me. I had a dad who decided to give me challenges. I had a a father who decided to let me have opportunities that seemed hard because he knew that those would be the kinds of things that would allow me to grow and be stretched. But even more importantly, I had a dad that when I would look down from him, from that ladder, he smiled at me. He said, you can do it. And I had a dad who, when I got done, 
although you wouldn't have wanted to look up close. I'm sure it looked bad, but it was far up, so who knew? I had a dad who, when I got done and came down, who grabbed hold of me and looked at me with a smile and said, you did a great job, and then he lifted me up as a five- or six-year-old kid. And I still remember the feeling of what it was like uh, to look at something that seemed so impossible, but to, uh, to have a, a father who had a, a way of encouraging me that I could take it on even though it seemed so difficult. And I, I want to just say that it's, it's true. We're in a very difficult season, a difficult moment, but we have a heavenly father who is one who, even though we're dealing with difficult circumstances, has a fatherly heart towards each one of us and an ability to lift us up with his smile of love on our lives and it is that love that is going to lift us in the middle of this time that is so full of difficulty and challenge for every one of us. And so my message today is simply this. Let the love of God do the lifting in your life. Let the love of God do the lifting in your life. All of us need that lifting of God. I mean, things are heavy right now for so many of us. Circumstances are so difficult, but we don't have to stay down. God is able to lift us up, and he is a good father who is able to do the lifting. Well, this is church, so I want you to get your Bible ready, and I want us to open up the scriptures together. And I'm going to ask you to turn to Ephesians chapter 3. So go ahead and find that Bible and open up to Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to read the second half of the chapter, but the context is this. The Apostle Paul is writing to a group of believers in a real city called Ephesus. And these are men and women and adults and teenagers and kids that are just learning how to do this Jesus-following life together and be a church together. And the first part of the chapter talks about how God has brought together the Jews and the Gentiles. And maybe that doesn't sound like much to you and me, but that's actually a very big deal. I mean, it, it would be like putting together oil and vinegar in some ways for some people. But it was like as though in this part of the scripture, uh, the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Spirit, is saying, yes, God is able to do things that seem impossible. And he's brought together the Jews and the Gentiles to become one. And if God can do that, he can do anything. And so Ephesians 3 uh, then goes on to express a prayer. And I want you to make sure to open up that Bible now to Ephesians chapter 3. And it's a prayer. It's written by the Apostle Paul, but it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's a prayer that conveys something that is on our Heavenly Father's heart for each one of us. And I want us to make sure that we can uh, take it that way and experience it that way. So hopefully you're there now. Ephesians uh, chapter 3. And we'll just turn right now to Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to jump in at verse 14. It says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength. Through his spirit. You know what? This is, again, it's a prayer, but it's a reflection of something that God has for each one of us and desires for each one of us. 
And it is that we would be lifted. We'd experience a lifting, and it would be through a strength that God would give. That there is something God wants for each one of us to experience a strengthening. But the way God wants this strengthening to happen is he wants for it to be an inside job. He doesn't want it to just be something that comes as an external reality, but something that rises up from within for each one of us. God wants to do this strengthening from within in each one of our lives. Think about it like this. Imagine a a giant rocket ship, and this rocket ship uh, can be lifted in a number of different ways. For example, one way would be, imagine uh, a gigantic crane being erected on top of or above this rocket and all these hydraulic systems and cables, and those cables could be attached to the top of that rocket, and it could be lifted. And maybe there are some circumstances where that would be the right way to lift that thing, but on the other hand, imagine another way. Imagine that that rocket ship, what it really needs is to have the tank filled with fuel and to have that fuel ignited. Then it can really get lifted the way it it was intended to. (laughs) And in a way, this is what God wants for each one of us, not to just be externally kind of plucked up like this, but instead to be lifted by the mighty power of God, his glorious riches working from within us to strengthen us so that we can be lifted in a way that would carry us. Let the love of God do the lifting in your life. Let let me keep reading though. In Ephesians 3 verse 16, it said again, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources that he would empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Okay, there is what we need. We need an experience of our roots growing down deep into the love of God. And you know what I think? I think in this season that we're in right now, we are being given an opportunity for those roots to go down where they really need to go. Because where they need to go is beyond the surface and right into the love of God. This is what we're made for. <laughs> I remember a time uh, a few years ago, uh, some friends uh, heard me say that I wished I had a citrus tree at my house. And so lo and behold, Uh, One day they popped by and dropped off a lemon tree, you know, a little one, but a a lemon tree that they had picked up at, you know, Home Depot or something. They brought it to me as a gift. And I was so grateful. I I was so excited to be able to have my very own (laughs) citrus tree. And so I I, I measured the the bucket that it came in and I got my shovel and then I dug a hole out there, uh, the exact size of that bucket that the, the bottom of the lemon tree was in. And it was hard digging, man. It was that, you know, with that, that uh, DG type of soil, all hard and clay-like. But I chipped through it, and I made a hole perfectly the same size as that bucket that the uh, tree was in. Popped it in there, and I watered it good. I even added some fertilizer and stuff. But you know what happened? I mean, some of you who know trees already know. But, I mean, it was, what, a week, two, three weeks later, and this, this thing just looked sadder and sadder and sadder until ultimately it just died. <laughs> Why? 
because its roots couldn't go down deep, mostly because I didn't know what I was doing. But the roots couldn't go beneath the surface. And if they only stayed at the surface, it wouldn't be able to get what it really needed for that tree to grow. And if you settle for a superficial, surface-level Christianity, your roots won't go down deep to where you can get that lifting power of the love of God that you really need. And so you know what? We're in a season right now that offers us an opportunity, an opportunity for our roots to push down deep. But we not, might need to chip away some of the hardened ground. But, but if we would do it, if we would let the roots grow down deep into the love of Christ, we're going to find what we need. We're going to get what we need. But you got to go beneath the surface. Here's what I'm talking about. A surface level Christianity, it looks like uh, saying, oh, you know, yeah, I care about church. Sure. I mean, I'm totally committed. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a committed Christian. Yeah, I go to church, you know, once every six weeks or so. Yeah. Surface. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I've got the Bible. I have that. I have a Bible app too. Yeah. I mean, I look at it, well, maybe once every couple months, but ah, I mean, have one. <laughs> Surface ain't going to work. It isn't going to allow us to have the fullness of the love of God that we need. Surface looks like sometimes just settling for a conversation about God rather than moving more into a close, personal relationship with God. We are made for the depths and the love of Jesus Christ has such immeasurable depths that offer to us the richness that our hearts and our souls truly need. Go beyond the surface. Go to the place where you can lay hold of and grab hold of the richness of the goodness of the love of Jesus Christ. Let that love of Jesus become more and more the foundation of your life. Let me, let me read, continue reading in Ephesians 3, verse 18. It says, the prayer continues, May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, and then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Did you, did you hear that? May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and long and high and deep God's love is. That, that first part of that phrase says, I'm praying that you would have the power to understand it. You know, it makes me think of interactions I've had with my kids recently. It seems like maybe a month and a half ago or so, there were some important tests at school, and, and I was asking my son, did you study? And he said, yeah, I studied. And I said, well, okay, did you understand it? And he said, yeah, I, I understood it. But when I'm asking my son, did you understand it, what I really mean is, did you not just learn about it, but did you internalize it? Did you take it in and take it into such a place that you, you actually have a grasp on it so that it would, it would affect you, so that you could actually do something with it? I mean, that's what I'm really asking my kids when I say, do you, do you understand it when, it when they're preparing for a test? But when the scripture says, I'm praying that you would understand 
how wide, how long, how high, how deep God's love is. It's something like that. It's not just about having a, a mental comprehension, but it's have you internalized it? Have you taken it in into a, such a deep place that it could change you, that it could make you something different, that it could move you, that you could actually do something with it, that it could lift you? Because again, my message to you today is let the love of God do the lifting in your life. But for that to happen, you've got to have that love of God as something that you understand. <laughs> and it's so high. God's love is so high that, that there's always more for you to attain to. God's love is so deep that in the deepest places of you where there's pain, where there's difficulty and, and questions, his love reaches that deep. His, his love is so wide that even when you start running this way and running that way because you're not quite sure what to make of what's going on, his love is still there. His love is that great, that awesome, that amazing. But let me just, I want to read Ephesians 3.19 in the translation I first learned it in personally, and that's in the NIV. It says it like this. Actually, why don't you read it right where you are out loud off the screen with me. Ready? Go. May you know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's a big measure. <laughs> and that's what God wants. For us to be filled that full. This is the prayer. And this prayer represents what God wants for each one of us. But you know what? Maybe I can use a metaphor to unpack this verse a little. So this place is Tanaha Falls. And it's a waterfall that only flows in the winter and in the spring. And the rest of the year, there's really no water, and so it's uh, dry. In fact, because of the drought in California, even just a few months ago, there was hardly any water here. It looked like a rock pit with just a puddle at the bottom. But the winter rains have come, and this place has been transformed. And what's transformed this place is the way it's been filled. When that flow comes and the filling happens, this place is beautiful. You know, me and you are a little bit like this place. We're made to be filled. We're at our best when we're filled. You know, the scripture gives us a, a revelation. It's really actually an invitation. Where it says in Ephesians 3.19, it says, May you know a love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. May you know a love that surpasses knowledge. This is the, the invitation to know 
a love that is unfailing, a love that never quits, a love that never stops, a love that holds you no matter what, a love that will never drop you, a love that is always there, a love that's constant, a love that has its origin in God. That love fills. That love fills. So that invitation from scripture is to know a love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, filled, filled. It's this word in the original Greek text of the scriptures, plerao, and this word plerao, it, it means to cause, to abound, to perfect, to satisfy in the deepest way. You know, if that's what this word means, plerao, to satisfy in the deepest way, to cause, to abound, to perfect. I want that. I want that. And really this scripture is, is giving us a revelation of the heart of God for us, the heart of God for you. God has this hope and this vision for your life that there would be something filling you within that would cause you to abound, to be fully satisfied to the deepest place. That's God's heart for you, God's vision and hope for your life. That's what plerao is all about. And the way to the experience of being filled like that, satisfied like that, abounding like that, it's through the love of God, the love of God. Here's the thing, we get to these moments where we're looking and we're going, how are we gonna make it? How are we ever gonna get where we wanted to go? What is the way forward? What's it gonna be? And it looks almost impossible, but at some point you gotta just begin taking a step, one step after another. And each step is gonna lead to a place where God's gonna show his faithfulness, like each one of these rocks across this river. Let's go. This is what I live for. Just this simplicity and beauty of flow. I mean, there's nothing like it. The, the sense of something moving, a current that is rushing and bringing with it something that's refreshing. This, to me, is a picture of life and what God desires for us. To, to live with a sense of what He can bring, of what the current of His love can bring, the hope that can rise, the sense of refreshing that can come. This is what it's about. When you encounter the love of God, you encounter the flow of His heart toward you, and it changes you from the inside. This flow changes everything. So the invitation from the scripture is to know a love that surpasses knowledge, and then to be filled to the full measure of the fullness of God. And that love is a love that finds its origin in the very heart of God. And it's a love that's deep enough for every need. It's a love that flows strong enough to cover everything that needs to be covered. It's a love that's powerful enough to bring the life that we need, the refreshing that we need. And that love is what we're invited to experience. That love 
is what we're invited to immerse ourselves in. That love is what we're made for. That love is what we're meant to be filled by. So God's calling us to know a love that surpasses knowledge. But how in the world do you know something that surpasses knowledge? How, how, how are you going to know something that goes beyond knowledge? I mean, at a certain point, it's got to go beyond discussion. It's got to go beyond hearing a lecture about it or listening to a sermon about it. At a certain point, an experience of the love of God is something that you're going to have to immerse yourself fully into so that you can be filled, filled like God wants you to be filled, filled. just say that water was really cold <laughs> we recorded that in February and it was 50 degrees that water Ooh. but you know what the love of God is warm and ready and you know what's amazing is that when you give yourself over to the love of God and let the love of God do the lifting in your life and there's amazing things that can happen in fact, the scripture that we're just reading, the way the chapter ends is with the next verse in verse 20. It says this. It says, now all glory to God who is able. Why don't you just say who is able? Yeah, that's right. He is. Glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think think glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever amen I love this glory to God who is able he is able through his mighty power that is at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we would even ask or think what is that thing that you've said it's impossible because I believe the scripture we're reading is revealing that God is the one who is able to do, another translation says, immeasurably more than all we can ask or think. And it's, it's a calling to keep on holding on to hope. Because of the amazing lifting power of the love of God, do you know what's possible? You know what's possible? It's possible for the addiction to be broken. If you let the love of God do the lifting in your life, do you know what's possible? It's possible for that marriage that looks like it's doomed to destruction to be resurrected and to be redeemed. Do you know what's possible when you let the lifting love of God work and flow in your life? That prodigal daughter, that prodigal son can be brought home and lifted back up into a right way of living. Do you know what's possible when you let the love of God do the lifting in your life? We can survive the craziness of these COVID-19 days, and we need the lifting of the love of God right now.
And so what we need more than anything is an experience of that love. And I want to invite you right now to experience his love. When I think about experiencing, because that was the prayer, right? May you experience that love. I think about relationships in my life where there's been love. Like, for example, I think about the relationship with my wife and, and, and some of the ways we experience love. And sometimes it's as simple as a moment standing together in the kitchen and just looking at each other. Just gazing at each other and, and, and she might smile and there is something lifting about that simple smile. I might have a warm look on my face and, and between those expressions, there's this connection and it moves each of our hearts. And, and really, I'm asking you to right now, let yourself have some space to experience that with God. Just take a moment to put everything else on pause and to just gaze for a moment, gaze on, on the beauty of who God is. He, he's not just a distant, faraway creator, although that would be epic enough because of what he's made. It's so amazing. But, but he's up close. He's revealed himself as a, as a good father. And we began in this passage in Ephesians, the prayer began, I kneel before the Father and this is who he is, a father who loves with an everlasting love. And he invites you into an experience of that love through Jesus Christ. And so if this is new for you, kind of listening to a sermon, being a part of a church experience, at the heart of it, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus Christ. And, and here are the words of Jesus. Maybe you've heard them before, but take them in today. Jesus said this in John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's what Jesus said. And it was Jesus saying, I don't want perishing. I want eternal living. <laughs> but here's how it happens. Believe in me. Believe in what I've done for you. Believe in how I've demonstrated my love for you through my death on the cross. Believe in how much I loved you, how willing I was to take away the penalty of sin and the guilt and the shame that you've carried because of it. Believe in how I've showed my love for you by doing this before you even asked me to. Jesus is inviting you today to believe in him. And to receive that gift that comes through his love, that gift of eternal life. And so right now, if that's you, if you would say, I need to do that. I don't know where I stand with God. I want to be right with God. It's through faith in Jesus. Without faith in Jesus, all you're left to is your own devices. And they're never good enough. They don't work well enough. And God knew that. And so his plan forever has been his one and only son, Jesus, doing what we could never do for ourselves, offering his own life as a perfect sacrifice for us, and then beating death through resurrection power. And Jesus' invitation to you is believe. Whoever believes in me will not perish, but will have eternal life. So the question is, have you believed in Jesus? If not, now's the time. Would you pray with me? Just pray with me right now. God, thank you for your word. And thank you that in your word, there's this beautiful prayer. And it's a prayer for all of us uh, that we would experience 
your great and mighty love. And God, thank you that we can. And I pray for all of my friends who are listening right now and part of this experience, God, that we would have more and more of that experience of our roots going down deep, beyond the surface, into a real life experience of the love of Jesus Christ. And that more and more of what is in the love of Jesus Christ would flow up from those roots and out into the branches of our lives. Yes, God, I'm praying for moms and dads to have more love for each other, more love for their kids. I'm praying for single people to have more of a love for the world around and friends around and how to serve them. I'm praying for grandparents and aunts and uncles to have more love to infuse this world with. I'm praying, God, that you would allow us to be known by our love. Thank you, Lord. And I pray right now, God, for somebody who's listening to me and part of this experience who doesn't know where they stand with you. And God, I pray for a spiritual awakening right in this moment. Listen, if you're with me right now and you're, you're thinking about this, it's time to cross the line. It's time to once and for all say yes to Jesus. And maybe you ought to just pray right now. And if you're ready to, you pray it with me like this. You say something like this to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I mean, it really does start simply. It's the beginning of a relationship. Just say it. Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Say it one more time with me. Say it. Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Say it again. Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Don't you feel hope beginning to rise even as you just begin to speak his name? It's because he's the source of all love and all life and all hope. Say it one more time. Jesus Christ, I believe in you. And maybe you, you continue that prayer a little bit and you say, and, and I repent. I turn from my sins. And Jesus, I'm turning to you and I'm asking for your mercy in my life. Jesus, I believe in you. I'm asking you to be my Savior and my Lord. And I give my life to you. I'm yours, Jesus, from this moment on. I, I will bear the name of Jesus Christ. I will be a Christian following after Jesus and Lord, I pray that you would accomplish this right now by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you just join me to pray to say, Jesus Christ, I believe in you, and that's new for you, this is a really important and awesome decision you've made, and I want to know about it. Our team would like to know about it. Would you let us know? Uh, there is either a button right uh, below me on your screen where you can just click that button to express, I'm committing my life to Jesus. Or if you're on Facebook Live or another platform, maybe just let us know in the comments. And we're going to share a link right now uh, that you can use that will help you to get connected in our church. We'd like to help you grow. You can also just simply text the word Jesus, all capitals, uh, to 951-397-2254. We want to make sure you can grow in this love of God. And that's what we're going to do if you would text us. Again, text the word Jesus. Also, uh, we want to encourage you, if you're brand new with us, and this is new, we want to get to know you. And so several of our pastors are going to be waiting right after this experience is over in a Zoom room where we can uh, see your face and get connected with you a little bit. And so uh, to be a part of that experience, just go to www.cpconnect.tv. Again, that's cpconnect.tv, and uh, click in to be a part of that Zoom experience so we can get to know you, and you can ask some questions, that kind of thing. Also, I do want to say thanks for your faithful giving and urge you, if you haven't begun giving online yet, uh, please do so. 
further the work of God through Centerpoint Church through your faithful giving. Just go to mycenterpoint.tv and click on give or send a text message. Send the word give to the number 951-397-2254. And uh, lastly, I know that for some of us, we just want to spend more time in God's presence and worship together. And we have uh, some time for extended worship available. The links will be in the comments or you can just send a text message. Send the word worship to 951-397-2254. Church, I'm glad we were able to be together today. And I'm praying for you. And your church is praying for you. If you need to uh, share a private prayer request, just go to mycenterpoint.tv and scroll through to where you'll find prayer. And you can let your prayer requests be known. And God's love is carrying you today. God bless you.